Welcome to another episode of Podcast with an Accent. I am your host, David Gillies, and welcome to old listeners, new listeners, and everything in between. We are now on episode four. It is nice to be back in the seat. Um, just want to give a shout out to everybody who reached out to me, everybody who left a comment, DM me. Um, the last podcast seemed to be... I guess for a podcast that's just start off with, started rather, um, it seems to be a bit of a hit. It was definitely, I've had more views on the third episode compared to the second episode, and I do think my second episode is my best episode. So that's always nice. Um, yeah, again, I appreciate the comments. I appreciate people reaching out, um, telling me, you know, the parallels between myself and them. I think it's uh, very cool to hear, you know, not that you guys are struggling, but to, you know, I guess normalize what I was talking about, um, normalize, you know, uh, I guess the downside of life, right? Uh, you know, we're not normalizing it in a good way, but we're trying to guess be more open about the whole situation be more coy about the situation just you know learn to be ourselves and learn to deal with things so yeah thanks guys for reaching out i i do want to do a part two um i will i am going to do that now rather um you know it's hard talking about mental health right it's hard to it's hard to dig down and I guess pull it out um and then let people judge you on it um I for one have never really shared my thoughts the reason being for that is I don't like to be judged I get embarrassed extremely easily so I don't want to share things and you know who the hell judges you when you talk um negatively about yourself or that you're struggling nobody but you know again your brain tells you one thing and you tend to do another um so yeah this is a part two uh on me myself and i so i do want to go a little bit deeper into my mental health um i do want to just talk about you know things that we can all do to better ourselves to I guess play the game of life a bit easier um you know i, I want to talk about things that have pulled me out of being in a in a lull or being you know being low um my week this week has been okay um the black dog is definitely following me around um i know what i need to do to get rid of it um have i done anything about it other than sit down and talk to you guys i have done nothing um i want to join a boxing club um, i'm waiting for the right time i'm just waiting for softball season to finish we've got prize giving um saturday the 10th so which is tomorrow for me um so once softball season's out of the way i do want to sign up i do want to get my weight down a little bit i'm Right now, we're in clothes about 111 kg, so I'm not light. There's probably, what, I don't know, about 245 pounds for the for the Americans. Um, 
So I'm heavy. I'm heavy D. I would have to fight in the heavyweight. Um, you know, not that I could fight at all. Um, nor could I fight in the heavyweight division. I would really be pushing for that cruiserweight if I ever wanted to get into the ring. And I don't know. You know, I do want to join a boxing club. I don't know if I want to get in the ring. That's another thing. I don't know if I am ready to be punched in the face. There's nothing like being punched in the face, and there's nothing like, um, I guess, punching someone else in the face and trying to, you know, maneuver your way through, you know, which I imagine being in the ring must feel like a lifetime, but three minutes, you know, managing yourself around a ring for three minutes in close quarters while someone's trying to beat the, you know, beat the shit out of you, beat the living daylights out of you. It's not an easy feat. So I think um, I think I'm going to learn a lot from boxing. So I do think it's going to help my mental health. So it is, you know, it's definitely something I should, I should be signing up right now. I should have signed up last week, should have signed up um, months ago. But, you know, with me, when I do something, I don't, we like, when it comes to impulses, I buy things. My wife and I are very impulsive when it comes to buying things. But when it comes to, like, putting myself out there, I have to think about it so long and hard. Um, it's It's got to be... I've got to be very methodical in the way I go about it. I have to... Um, I have to think about all the pros, all the cons, and that's good. You know, that's um, me being a well, what I think of myself anyway, being a problem solver. I do think that's um, the best way to go about things is think about all the pros, all the cons. You know, this is one way of um, one way of learning, one way of um, uh, I guess the school curriculum. We got taught that at school. We used to have to write pros and cons lists. I don't know if they still. Uh, do schooling quite the same um i think schooling's actually changed quite a bit and i'm starting to learn that with my daughter but um no i have to be very very methodical about the way i go about things so i haven't signed up but i will um other things i'm trying to do to help myself i'm just trying to be nicer to people to be honest um i think if you be nicer to people People will be nicer to you. You know, you put good vibes out to the world. I imagine good vibes get sent right back. Um, I'm a firm believer of karma and, you know, doing good. Um, last week, there's a guy on the side of the road, uh, bonnet up, and I, you know, I stopped because I stopped at the dairy. He was just down the road from the dairy, so I stopped at the dairy, and I said to him, "Do you need a hand? What's wrong? What's the go?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Don't worry, don't worry." And I'm like, "No, what's what's the go, dude?" He's like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm like, "Dude, can I help you? You seem to be in a pickle. Your bonnet's up. Your wife is sitting in the car. You're probably needing to go pick up the kids. Um, they're lovely Filipino people. These people. And um, I'm just like, do you need help? And he's like, "No." Nah, don't and i was like well you look like you do so can i help you please please let me help you and the guy's like nah it's fine it's fine my friend's coming my friend's coming with jumper cables and i'm like jumper cables dude i've got a 
pack, a battery pack, a starter pack in my car. So I went and got my starter pack out of my car. I jumped the guy's car. Within 30 seconds, his car's running, and he was able to leave. And, you know, he was... He didn't know what to say to me. He was quite... Um, I think he was... He was very shocked. He didn't know... You know when people do things nice for you, and you, they walk away, and you're like, God damn, I wish I gave them a cuddle... Or, or a pat on the back, or just, you know, relentlessly said thank you. He really didn't know what to say. He's just like, oh, thanks. And I just walked off. I was like, yeah, it's easy, dude. You know, you you can leave, and you, you and your wife can get on your merry way. I don't know where they were going. Um, but the guy was straight on the phone calling his friend, you know, don't don't come back. Uh, don't come by. I'm, I'm on my way. Some guy's jumps out of me. So, yeah, I felt pretty good about that. And... You know, when I came out of the dairy with my can of Coke and my uh, aeroplanes, um, the guy was like, thank you so much, thank you so much. And he's yelling out his window and his wife's yelling at me, thank you so much, thank you so much. But at the time, he didn't, he just didn't know what to do. So, you know, for people, you know, when people do nice things, remember, on the spot, um, don't be shell-shocked that people do nice things for you. Go and say thank you straight away. Go and give them a hug. I know a lady um, at my old job, she she gave me a bottle of champagne for um for my wedding day and genuinely thought this lady hated me i honestly thought this lady did not like me um and she gave me a bottle of champagne and she gave it to me and i was like um thanks and i just walked off did not know what to do had no clue what to do this was about two years ago i think and um, I actually went back to her and said, hey, her name was Kerry. I said, hey, Kerry, you know, I don't like touching people. I don't like people touching me. Um, but I would really love to give you a hug. I, I think it's very sweet of you for giving me champagne. So I'd really love to give you a hug. And she said, David, I don't like being touched. <laughs> and we giggled, you know, had a laugh. She's like, I'm very obviously very similar to you in that sort of sense. And I go, yeah, well. Clearly, you know, I, I could tell she was the type of person that didn't like to be touched. But anyway, I ended up giving her a hug and she felt good about it. I felt good about it. So, you know, remember, always say please and thank you, but just try to do nice things for people. So that's been part of my mental health journey this week is just trying to be nicer to people. Um, you know, grit your teeth. If someone does something that pisses you off, you know, who cares? Look beyond it. You know, you're better than that. Why hold on to something that's going to um, pull you down and, I know, sit in your brain? So, you know, you and then you're just pondering it for hours. So, you know, be nice, be kind. Um, if you can help people, help people. Uh, you know, I am um, one of these people that love to help. I don't, don't ask me to help you move. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to ask you to help me move. I'm going to hire a bloody moving company. So don't ask me to help you move. But, you know, if you need someone to help you build a retaining wall, or if you need someone to look after your kids, if you need somebody to, I don't know, give you a pat on the back, give you a pep talk, um, you know, if, if you need someone just to play PlayStation with you, uh, whatever, just, you know, just help just lend out a hand i remember a couple of years ago again i was sitting at the lights while well, i was pulling up to the lights this was on uh, on the north shore 
in Albany. And um, this little girl had fallen off her bike. And she was... She wasn't screaming her head off. She was crying. She was, so I was at the lights. Um, and right next to me, she is on the footpath. And she's fallen over. And everyone's just sitting in their cars, just staring at this little girl. She must have been, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, I would say. Um, and this girl's crying. She's all scuffed up, you know, knees are bleeding, whatnot. But not not dramatically, you know. She, I think she, it was more shock than anything that was the reason she was crying. And, and, you know, I pull up to the lights and everyone's just staring at her. So what do I do? I just rip my handbrake up, turn on my hazard lights, stop the traffic, by the way, and get out. And I brushed brush this kid off and gave her a pep talk and just told her, you know, you're going to be all right. And, you know, gave her a pat on the back. And she and this, this look that she gave me, it was just, she didn't say anything, by the way. She, she was crying. She was grizzling. But she just gave me this look of thank you. That's all I needed was just someone just to help me stand up, someone to pick up my bike, someone to grab my bag, put it back on my back, and just to give me a pep talk and, you know, let me get all going my way. And if that was my daughter just sitting there, you know, she'd fallen off her bike, she's screaming, and no one came to her, to her, you know, to her help or to her rescue, rather. Man, just the thought of someone not helping my daughter, that, that breaks my heart. So, you know, I hope she did tell her parents that I was a superhero for the day. Um, you know, she, that girl won't forget that. that. That girl won't forget that that random guy, that smelly redneck, helped me up and, you know, brushed me off and gave me a pep talk, which helped her, you know, not get through the day because it was the afternoon, but helped her... Um, just, you know, deal with the situation. Because it's pretty traumatic when you're by yourself and you and you uh, smoke yourself on your bike. I know I've done it multiple times. One time I was um, I was on my brother's old bike and I keep telling my dad, this bike's a piece of shit. It's breaking on me. No, 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 it's fine. You know, which is probably right, but it was a piece of shit. Um, the, the bloody chain keeps slipping and keep... Um, when it would slip off the disc, it would clog itself up. And I was going down the main road of Tawa, peeling away. I don't know how old but it was, maybe 15, 16, 17. It was around that age. Peeling away, peeling away. Next thing I know, I wake up in the middle of the road and there's about five people around me. And what had happened, the chain had got stuck and I just flipped straight over the handlebars and I'm just smashed to the middle of the road. And yeah, the traffic stopped both sides of the road and there's just all these adults standing around me going, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I'm just like, can you call my dad? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Thankfully, you know, um, this is of an era of time when we did our cell phones. Um, so yeah, someone called dad and dad moseyed on down and didn't really say much to me because he did know that I had highlighted the fact that that bike was a piece of shit. But, you know, it was nice that these, all these people stopped on the, well, they had to stop because if they didn't stop, they would have run me over. But, you know, all these people just helping me up, brushing me off, giving me a pep talk, making me feel better about myself. It's, you know, that's a community thing. That's something that, you know, 
we need as humans, we need to watch each other's back. We need to look after each other. So, you know, please do in the comments below. If you have any, like, cool little stories about you helping people. Um, I remember at Zips, I helped the lady jumpstart her car. Um, I can't remember how. How did I jumpstart her car? I had jumping cables. And I went and got my car and jumpstarted her car. Three weeks later. I completely forgot about this, by the way, um, that I'd done this. You know, it's a normal thing for me just to help like that. But I forgot I'd done this. Three weeks later, this lady turned up with three bags of groceries for me. So she knew, first of all, she obviously knew I was poor. She probably knew that by the car that I had that jump-started her car. Um, but she turned up with three bags of groceries for me. And it was all sweet food, which she clearly knew who I was somehow, she just read me like a book, but yeah, this lady turned up with three bags of groceries, it was like raspberry slices, chips, chocolates, drinks, everything, man, and I was poor, me and my partner were poor at that time, well, I've been poor, like, I think since the day I came out of the womb, but, um, rich with love, by the way, um, but yeah, this lady brought back three bags of groceries so that was that was pretty cool i felt pretty good about myself you know and i completely forgot i had done that um you know that nice gesture well it's not even a nice gesture you're a dick if you don't help right so please be helpful so going back into my mental health old davy boy I I don't know when I went to the doctors to get diagnosed. I went to the doctors and had to do... This was while I was living in Wellington, so it was over four years ago. It must have been about five looking at it. Or th looking at it, thinking back on it. Um, I had to do this test, and it's just a zero to ten test. I don't know how many questions it is. Just a zero, top to bottom, zero to ten. And you just circle, you know, do I feel happy, do I feel not, you know... Yeah. 10 is extremely happy, 0 is, you know, uh, by a rope, I guess. Um, and so I got diagnosed at that point of time with mild anxiety, medium depression, I think it was. And I did get put on uh, medication. Um, don't ask me what their medication's called. I do not remember for the life of me. But... Um, I was on it for a while, I was breaking the tablets in half, was my dosage, it was very low dosage, but it was changing me, it did change my emotions, it did change me, um, and that's actually why I came off it, because it wasn't, it wasn't David, it wasn't, you know, happy Dave, angry Dave, sad Dave, at the end of the day, that is Dave. You know, I don't want to um, run away from the fact that that is actually who I am. And, you know, what you can do is actually just better yourself and be the same Dave, but being a bit happier rather than being medicated Dave. Because what does that do? Um, for me, it just... It, it didn't make me hate myself, but it made me... I couldn't self-reflect. That was one thing I could not do. It was very odd. I, 
I, I really stopped learning about myself, which I think people learn about themselves when they're on that stuff. But I, I genuinely learned less about myself during that period of time because I was, I was in La La Land, you know. I was not. I was away with the fairies. And again, my dosage very low. I know people. I was taking half a tablet. I know people were taking four tablets at a time. Um, again, you know. I have mental health issues, I have anxiety issues. These people who are in a way worse boat than me, these people are in a better boat than me. Um, but we're all on the seven seas, you know, and that's, you know, we're all fighting those waves. We're all fighting that still water. We're all trying to get that wind in our sails. Um, so, you know, just because your boat might be better or worse than mine doesn't mean you know, well, the monetary value wouldn't make sense in this sort of situation, but it's, I think, we're all the same in that sort of sense, you know, like, you see on Instagram, oh, not on Instagram, but you see on Facebook, I don't have Twitter, so you see on Facebook, you know, people trying to say scenarios, some scenarios are worse than others, now, apples and oranges people you know some yeah obviously some scenarios are worse than others but it's shit man you so a lot of these parallels there's a lot of parallels between scenarios so don't think you're worse off or better off than others because you know you might hit a wall one day you know i think we all need to work on our mental health i think we all need to learn to um deal with it and this is you know this is why i'm sitting down right now this is me dealing with it this is me talking out loud um for anyone i know i'm i'm thinking about starting a journal or a diary i'm going to call it a journal um because I don't really like the word diary um but i'm thinking about starting a journal you know i think that would be very therapeutic for me i don't want to see a counselor i don't think i am ready to see a counselor now, the reason I say this is because I don't like being judged. So the thought of actually sitting there in front of someone judging me because, and they're not judging you negative or positive. They're just judging you. They're trying to learn about you. They're trying to, um, I guess, build a portfolio on you so they can understand you, so they can break you down and then build you back up. But for me, sitting in a room knowing that every word or every sentence or every scenario is just getting picked apart just the thought of it makes me lose the plot to be honest i don't like that thought so i'm thinking about starting a journal i think if i can i think if i can do some physical work or rather some um well for me it's going to be boxing but just you know saying physical in that sort of sense um and then for mentally if i start a journal and just writing down shit you know you don't have to write a full page you don't you can write two words for the day whatever but i think it's um i think it's just getting it out right absorbing it bringing it in and then releasing it out into the ether um because i think the issue is is not releasing it the issue is holding on to it the issue is holding on to it and then forgetting about it. 
and then they're coming back to bite you in the friggin' ass. And that's the worst thing is not dealing with something, moving on, but it hasn't been dealt with. Now, for me, you know, death is something I have yet to be able to deal with. Um, and everyone's probably thinking to themselves right now, well, no one can deal with death very well, David. And I'm very aware of this, but for me, you know, love was never talked about in our household growing up and neither was death. So I don't really know how to deal with either of them. I don't know how to deal with death and I don't know how to bring in love. Um, it's a weird thing. Like, yeah, it's a weird thing. But for me, like about three, four weeks ago on a Sunday morning, it was about 5 a.m. I was just bawling my eyes out thinking about my nana. Just this lady who was just the sweetest person on the planet. You know, we all have that one person in our lives that we just feel... And, and for, for a lot of people, it's their parents. Uh, I, I know that's not the case for me, but that one person you just feel like you can do no wrong around. They will just, they will love you unconditionally, no matter what they give the best cuddles, you know? And yeah, I started thinking about my Nana about three weeks ago at about 5am on a Sunday morning. I couldn't sleep and I just started getting really emotional and I'm just bawling my eyes out. Well, I'm trying to be silent by the way, because there is, a lady sleeping next to me, my wife, rather. Um, so I am trying to be dead silent while having a good bloody cry. But I've yet to deal with her dying. I have yet to deal with the fact that she was so awesome to me. Now, there is a big chunk of it I don't want to talk about. I might touch base on it later. Um, you know, how do I say this? Yeah, I don't know how to put it. She was fantastic. My grandfather wasn't. It's probably the best way to put it. My grandfather wasn't. Towards me, he wasn't. So it's, it's very odd for me, the, the contrast of um, the nicest person and then maybe, I guess, the opposite. I don't know. But just, I miss my nana a lot. I, I used to get sent to her house during the school holidays. She used to take me to movies. Um, the sweetest lady. She would take me to all these movies. Wouldn't know what the hell's going on. She was, you know, she never dealt with pop culture or anything like that. Poor Nana got pulled out of her family. I'm going to say 13, but it was probably younger than that. In those days when your mother died or got really sick, um, her mother, my great-granny, my great nana, she had a stroke and ended up in a wheelchair and couldn't talk. Um, and so because of that, that lady, my great nana, could not look after her kids. So what happened was my nana got shipped off to another family. Um, and just, you know, you're thinking about how your nana was raised and the shit she had to go through and, God, the, the life she had. Oh man, 
you know, me talking about my mental health, I've got nothing to fucking whine about compared to what Nana had to go through. Even now, just thinking about this, making me fucking, just breaking my heart just thinking about it because there's some stuff I don't want to talk about about Nana. But, you know, she was a yes man or yes woman rather. Let's say yes woman because it's 2021. She was a yes woman. She had to do everything she was told. Um, imagine getting shipped away because your mother had died or got really sick and so you've got all your brothers who i guess don't man up i guess that's how i see it but it's not it's probably not like that because different era of time but didn't man up and allow her to stay there so she's you know she had she got shipped off I don't really know where they were, but she got shipped off to Stratford. She got shipped off to the Naki. I imagine they were in Wellington, and she got shipped off to the Naki. Um, and that sucks. You know, and for people wondering why she got shipped off, she got shipped off to learn how to cook. She got shipped off to learn how to sew. That's what women were considered. Um, that's what their values were considered as, just, you know, being housewives. Um, which... You know, we all have our own opinions on that. It's fine with me in the sense of that's that era of time. I don't believe in it now. I do believe that that was that era of time. I do believe, um, you know, that's what the world was in that era of time. That's what people had to do to get by. Um, people didn't know better either. Um, and then, you know, religions and things like that come into play and dictate how house houses or i guess yeah how livelihoods are supposed to be lived and you know whatever whatever and this is yeah this is comes more from the churches rather than the actual books themselves i think um but no so yeah three weeks ago i had a big cry about nana and you know for me that felt good that was quite therapeutic um I was able to release it. I do cry a lot more than I ever have. I didn't cry for years. Years and years. I'd go to funerals and see people crying around me. And I was such a douchebag. I was such a buffhead. Such a fuckwit. I'd rather use fuckwit because that's probably the better word for it. I was such a fuckwit. I'd see people crying and not think less of them, but just be like, pull yourself together. You know why why are you crying why are you crying for you know i just didn't get it i didn't get it um i'm just getting a flood of um funerals and things like that coming through my head right now that's fucking awful um but you know yeah funerals yeah the tough times but no I, I i miss my nana a lot um you know nana if you're listening which you're not. I do love you. I love you dearly. You, you were very sweet to me. Um, you taught me how to knit. You taught me how to crochet. Uh, we used to do other stuff. You, you know, you taught me how to how to putt. Very good golfer, Nana was. Very short lady. Very good golfer. She had a good drive on it. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That was me three weeks ago. But hey, you know, I moved on from that. Um. Uh, again, it felt very therapeutic. If you feel like having a cry, have a cry. You might be able to release something. 
You might be able to move forward from something. So, you know, don't dismiss it. Don't just write it off that because you're having a cry, you're softer for it. Not true. Um, other, you know, again, we dive a bit deeper into my mental health issues and whatnot. You know, I, I talked about in the second episode, I hated myself so much that I didn't see my own reflection for eight months, eight, nine months. I didn't, I shaved blind, I shaved in the shower blind. Um, I never saw, I never looked in a mirror. Oh, you know, I would walk away from puddles. I would walk away from shop fronts that had uh, the old sun beaming on it. So you'd see a reflection. I hated myself so much in my early 20s. And what people thought of me drove me so crazy that I didn't see my reflection for eight to nine months. And that's, that's whack, you know. And I told somebody about it. I told a very close friend about it. He says to me, bro, who gives a fuck what other people say? Who cares? You're a cool dude, bro. You're a good looking guy. You're a nice person. You're a cool dude. Who gives a fuck? Guess what? We had a 30 second conversation. 30 second fucking conversation. And it was gone. I was over it. Eight to nine months. I was dealing with this fucking issue. 30 second conversation the issue was done with uh, now again i didn't reflect on that till later on that didn't i didn't process what had happened till later on i knew i dropped the issue but i didn't process the fact that i needed to talk more to be able to get over hurdles and you know this is hey i've obviously learned something because i'm here talking to you right so that's always a good start but not an easy thing to do the hardest thing to do i would say is probably edit it this bullshit um one thing your your mug on the screen while you're editing not a good look and two hearing your own voice oh you know i remember <laughs> hearing your, your voice for the first time where you've left a message for your mum telling her that you're going to be late home and then you get home and uh, you check the messages and you, you, you hear your own voice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's horrific how bad your own voice is. But, you know, it's, it's something you've got to deal with. It's something, you know, if you're editing your own podcast, you have to move forward from that. But, again, uh, I guess that, that probably ties into mental health of not loving yourself enough to, I guess deal with hearing your own voice it's not the nicest thing but you know excuse me i i do like talking about mental health i don't really like talking about my issues per se i do like helping other people um so please if you do have any questions or any queries of how to not beat depression because literally no such thing, but to just to make um, the depression a bit more docile, a bit more um, low key, a bit more bearable, easy to deal with, you know, please reach out. You know, you can private message me. Um, you can leave comments and I can 
Um, I'll, more than likely, you'll probably be a friend, so I can reach out to you. Or if I if you don't if I don't know you, you know, we could just talk on YouTube, whatever, whatever. But please, if you need some help, please reach out to me. I do want to help. I want to help people. Um, I am happy to chat with you. I'm happy to um, that you know the things that I've done to get to the other side. Now, I know I'm preaching and not doing what I should be preaching, but I am making... Uh, um, I've got a plan of attack. So I am making a plan. Well, making a plan. I've got a plan of attack. So I've made a plan. Um, now I've just got to push through with it and stick to it. I know last year in the first major lockdown we had, I freaked out. I freaked out big time. Um, knowing that I had depression, I thought it was going to hit me hard. So I started losing weight. I downloaded an app. Um, the app is called, for anyone who wants it, Lose Weight for Men app. Um, it is a red app with a fat fat guy and a skinny guy um, side side profile cartoon picture it's i did the 30-day medium and then i did the 30-day advanced uh from there i just continued on and doing my own um because i've learned a lot of pt stuff and whatnot i went to nzis for a year i've always known about gym work and whatnot um and i can watch youtube channels and analyze them and figure it out pretty easy get a good form out of it so i made up my own thing and then got into skipping uh, from there, I actually joined my brother's rugby team, which, oh God, I could have a whole episode about um, talking about my brother, me and my brother's relationship and the fact that playing with him in a rugby team just blows my mind and pretty much everyone in my family's mind because didn't have a great relationship, him and I. Um, yeah, I went and played in his team. I broke my shoulder blade, cracked my shoulder blade rather, um, in the first game. Now, just an insight into how much of a douchebag um, buffhead I am. I played another four games with a broken or cracked uh, shoulder blade. My arm was shoulder, arm, everything was so stuffed up or fucked is the correct word. Um, I couldn't do anything. I literally could not do nothing. Um... I, yeah, I couldn't do anything. My my arm started stopped working, and I was kicking and warned by referees because I keep collaring people and throwing them, and um, because I couldn't tackle with my shoulder, I was tackling with my left, just couldn't tackle with my right. I still was tackling with my right, by the way. Um, but I was getting in trouble, so I I ended up going to the hospital and found out that yeah, I'd broken. I thought I'd broken my shoulder. And this nurse was like, no, you haven't broken your shoulder. Your shoulder's fine. But I'm going to go get you some drugs because you've actually broken your shoulder blade. And you should be in extreme amount of pain. I was like, yeah, I am in extreme amount of pain. I don't like to show pain. And she's like, well, okay. I'm thinking probably you're an idiot. Um, and then I went and saw the specialist three months later. And he's like, dude, people don't break their shoulder blades blades in uh rugby it doesn't happen people break their shoulder blades in motorbike accidents so i tackled someone so hard i broke my shoulder blade which that either makes me tough as fuck 
Or brittle as fuck. I, I'm not too sure. I like to think a bit of both. Um, but from there, I think once I broke my shoulder blade, everything went downhill from there. I wasn't able to work out anymore. And then really never got back into it. I played softball, played softball this year. Um, I did all right. My batting was probably the best batting I've ever done before. Um, I was always a terrible batter. I used to have panic attacks while I was in the batter's box um, because all eyes were on me once I had to bat. And I'd lose the plot and I wouldn't be able to see the ball. Now when I get in the batter's box, and this is uh, the batter's box for people who don't know softball, there's a um, little circle right on the outside of the diamond where you stand and get ready to jump into the batter's uh, I'm fucking. I think I'm ruining the um, the correct terminology here. But yeah, I, warming up and then you jump in the batter's box. So I was warming up, and now when I warm up, I meditate. I don't even watch the softball. I look at the ground and do breathing techniques. And then by the time I get into bat, I tend to smash it because the ball gets so large because I've slowed my breathing down. Um, <clears throat> And I guess I actually learned this from, it's going to be weird, sniper shooting, to be honest, is where I learned this from a YouTube show um, about guys snipering. But just bringing that heart rate right down, uh, getting that adrenaline in, but using it correctly, and just your eyes opening right up, and um, that softball looking like a beach ball. And, yeah, um, I think if I played all my games, I probably would have been top batter or thereabouts. I flaked out on most of the games. My shoulder was too sore. And that really hurt my ego as well, was not being able to hang out with the boys. I think, you know, as men, we need to hang out with other men in a platonic, non-homo way. But we do need to hang out with each other. Um, you know, riff. Us men, we do love to riff, uh, joke around, you know, mock each other, whatever. Um, so... Yeah, over the softball season, I, I have not been well. So this is this goes back to why I want to do boxing. It's because I think I've always wanted to do boxing. I got a bit of aggression in me. I think it'll be good for me to hit some pads, and then I think it'll be good for me to get rid of that extra energy. Um, because I know uh, mentally, I'll be able to get rid of that extra energy via work and uh, writing a journal. But that physical energy, I need to burn that out before I go to bed because otherwise. I'm taking that extra energy to bed with me. And what ends up happening is me having panic attacks while I'm sleeping. And the panic attacks are so bad that I've been grinding my teeth down so much. My my bottom jaw, my bottom teeth are all flat. Um, and I'm actually going to have to get a mouth guard for the bottom section of my teeth because my teeth are grinded down so much. They're so flat. Um, that the dentist are like, you need to buy the $600 mouth guard. Um, so you don't deteriorate them anymore. Otherwise, you just life is going to be that much harder for you. Um, so <laughs> that's something I'm going to do, I guess, in the coming months was, is getting a mouth guard uh, for my bottom teeth. So I stop grinding the shit out of them while I'm having panic attacks, while I'm sleeping, people. Not good. Um, but, you know, one thing I do want to say about me talking about my mental health, please, please, 
Please, please, please, please, please, please, please, please. Don't give me any fucking sympathy. I do not want your sympathy. If you want to reach out and ask me if I'm okay, please, by all means, I would love that. You know, I, I do love to talk to my friends. Um, I do love to have big chats with my friends. Uh, when I'm in the mood, I, I talk non-stop. It doesn't, I don't shut up. We're going for 44 minutes right now. So that's just it's an obvious sign of the whole situation. But I don't want your sympathy. Don't feel sorry for me. Um, you want to feel sorry for somebody, feel sorry for the kids in Africa. Don't feel sorry for me. I was brought up in, in Tawa, in New Zealand. Life isn't that bad. You know, my brain would tell me otherwise, but what I see in front of me, life isn't that bad. I live in Red Beach. If anyone wants to Google Red Beach, it's in Whangaparoa um, on the Hibiscus Coast. I live in my dream destination. So, you know, there's a lot of positives in my world. So, please, no sympathy. This is something I've been dealing with. Um, I can date it back. I think I said on the last one, the age of seven. It dates back further than that. Um, but hey, it's something I live with. It's something I need to control a little bit better. And it's something I need to do sooner rather than later because it does affect others. It does affect people around you. It does affect your friends, your friendships, um, your relationships, uh, your work life, your home life, whatever. It affects everything. So please, if you can take anything out of this, please go help yourself. Don't wait, you know, don't wait till it's too late. You know, smell the roses while you're alive. Um, I'm a big believer of that. But I'm going to sign off in a minute. We're about 45 minutes in now. Um, again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out to me. I want to say thank you to everyone who listens. Hey, it, I love it. It makes me feel, hey, it makes me feel special. It makes, I, I love it. I love it. I do love attention, so I won't, I won't deny that part of it. But I do love um, the fact that people are listening and people are learning about me and understanding me a bit better and, you know, wanting to learn or wanting to learn about themselves I, I i've got a couple of friends who've learned things about themselves now by the way people if anyone who wants to know where this is all stemmed from where this come from there's a couple of guys a couple of comedians i listen to um and they started talking openly about their mental health their depression and their anxiety um two of the guys just off the bat one of them joey diaz and the other one's andrew santino these guys are big time comedians um and man the, you know the stories that joey talk, diaz talks about this panic attacks and how open he is about them and the parallels uh, between myself and him is crazy and i sort of i guess he sort of inspired me to talk about this stuff um and by the way i have reached out to him to see if he wanted to come on my show but you know He's not going to reply to me. Come on, I'm 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 Dave Nobody, I'm Davey Nobody. Um, but that's all right. I I'm Davey Nobody from Red Beach, and that's cool. Now to sign off the show, I just want to say again: go out there, be nice to people, love people, um, 
look after each other. Just, you know, give each other a cuddle. You know, tell your friends you love them. Give each other a high five. Go out to dinner. You know, we're in New Zealand. We can do whatever we want right now. Should definitely be enjoying that factor. Sorry, there's a massive bug on the ground, and I'm just eyeing it up going, which route are you taking right now, buddy? I think I've got about another minute before he comes my way, and then I'm going to have to end it. And um, I won't end him. I'm not I'm not a bug killer. I, you know, I, I don't know why. I'm not a bug killer anymore. But please, people, go out. Love each other. Um, say kia ora to people. Like I said last week, learn a language. Learn to get down to other people's levels. And, and not on a dumbing down way, but an understanding sort of way. Um, just yeah, be kind, people. Just, you know, I, I will be talking more about my mental health. There will be more structure to this podcast. I apologize. Everyone keeps saying to me, you need to have a bit more structure. No shit. I need more structure in my fucking life, let alone my fucking podcast. So thanks, guys, for telling me I need more structure in my podcast. I'm aware. Hence the podcast. I'm trying to get structure in my life first. Um, but yeah, there's always a script. I'm always um, rehearsing in my car, driving on the southern or the northwestern motorways, trying to figure out what I'm going to say um, to you, the fans. But guys, please like and subscribe. I need you to like. I need you to subscribe. I need a, a thousand subscribers or 4,000 hours or something so I can get this show monetized. I need some cash money. Um, so I don't want to start an OnlyFans. Um, my diddle's not that great. So I really, the world doesn't need to see it. So please help me get this show monetized and then maybe we can. Um, get a bit bigger and I can get a second microphone, get a green screen and actually get people on board. And uh, so I can pick people's brains and, you know, when the boys come up from Wellington to Auckland, I can get them on as guests. Um, so please do reach out. Please do like, subscribe, comment below. Let me know what else I need to do to get this thing firing. I want to show you my T-shirt quickly. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I'm a big Kramer fan. So I did want to quickly show that off. Um, but guys, please take care. Tell people you love each other. Learn to love yourself. Look in the mirror. Don't hide away from it. And don't be Dave. Don't be a Dave. Just be a dude. All right. Love you all. Take care.